Welcome to the My Goddess Complex podcast. You're joined with Jill and Maya. So and it was our first. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Wait, should we start? <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the My Goddess Complex podcast. You're joined with Jill and Maya. And it was our Twitter anniversary for My Goddess Complex on the 20th of June. Yes, I was actually just really busy on that day and I think I missed it. But I remember that I did a blog post about this like around three years ago when it was like our one year anniversary yeah. and it just gone so quickly. I know, I can't believe, I actually thought it's been longer than four years. Yeah, I mean, it's like almost become a part of us. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of just like a brand book because we molded it on ourselves. It just like carries with us. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it just, we like writing is just what we do as well anyway, professionally. So yeah, it's like the blog is like an extension of that, but it's like, it's more special. Cause it's yeah. like, we're more passionate about the articles that we write for that usually than yeah. in like our professional lives. Yeah, that's so true. It's like how each of us have gone to different like job interviews and like someone always brings up like, oh, that's an interesting name for a blog. Like, what do you do? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Like in my first internship when I was still at Warwick, it was like with this. um, What was it like some kind of like science company but they did like membranes and whenever I described it to people people had no idea what I was talking about yeah but, like th they were all just very serious scientists and um like the CEO was like I read your blog my goddess complex last night and I just felt so like oh my god I just want to yeah. die but no he really liked it and he was just very positive about it but just like because it feels like very feminine and I think that's kind of yeah. like how femininity is usually um just it's taken less seriously in the workplace so it's like women are kind of forced yeah. to like just be more serious which always equates to more masculine yeah that's so true like I feel like we kind of internalize like it to not talk about in the way that even with our friends who don't um like write like blog in general we wouldn't really be promoting my goddess complex to them <laughs> I feel like we both kind of just like promote it on our social feeds but we won't be telling Oh, like we just posted this can you please go and share it or something like that's <laughs> yeah <part of> it. <laughs> exactly I mean I really admire the people that are just in my dms always wanting me to share their stuff I mean I wish that could be me but at the moment I'm just like I'm way too introverted for that like I feel like we're both kind of extroverted um, introverts like we like going out but we're all very we're very like we're making a podcast but we also don't want people to listen to it but also please listen to it <laughs> <laughs> That's literally, that just sums up everything. I'll be like, okay, I'm going to plug this on Girls Who Graduate, but also I hope no one finds it. Exactly, exactly. Like, it just, I want attention, but like, please don't give it to me. I'm too scared. But like, also, like, I want it. I just feel like that yeah. sums up the duality of Geminis. Or like, okay, not to be those people again, like but um... Yeah, exactly. Just very that. And like, speaking of which, um, we both turned 23 recently in Gemini season, yes. which, well, you're like a May Gemini and I'm a June Gemini, which some people yeah. like don't like June Geminis for some reason, but <laughs> yeah, no shade though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know why we got a bad rap. Maybe it's because it's like the twin symbol of people just think we're like duplicitous people. But I feel like it just means <laughs> we can 
I know we kind of like merge into like any given situation almost <laughs> yeah exactly like it's not being fake I mean because it's just more like adapting to people's like yeah, auras exactly. okay? <laughs> or, like vibes like we're vibes. flexible <laughs> yeah we have exactly. many different vibes yeah I mean we're multifaceted <laughs> like don't you want to be us <laughs> joke <laughs> I feel like I have to I say like- joke because people have like kind of said that we're certain things people have perceived us based on our like Instagram feeds or like just based on like how we like dressing up to be a certain way but we're actually like down yeah. to earth but quote like obviously down to earth but is then, kind of a dumb statement but yeah, what? yeah I was gonna say because of Twitter like I always see tweets where it's like people who say they're an empath or people who say they're down to earth <laughs> just aren't it's like well you can't say anything there Exactly. Yeah, I mean, true. I never actually say down to earth because I equate, like, I equate it with um like that cool girl me- mentality, like the one of the boys like stereotype, yeah. which everyone's been thankfully waking up to and just um yeah like not agreeing with that bullshit, like with the manic pixie dream girl kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So like, I don't want to. I'm definitely not like I'm down to earth. Like we're both um air signs. Like we're very like dreamy and just chill and yeah, stuff. But at the same yeah. time, I'm just saying that. When we say stuff, we usually are quite like satirical or sarcastic, but like, but yeah, people perceive as true. That. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like at Warwick. <laughs> yeah, let's not even. Like, yeah, let's it not just happen all the time. <laughs> to be fair, sometimes when I hear myself back, I'm like, I kind of sounded sarcastic, even though I was being so genuine. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Because, yeah, at the start, when we first met, like, our other friends, like, our other close friends at work um, in first year, and I would say things with a straight face, and I'm not even, like, the queen of sarcasm or anything, I was just, I don't know, I just, I was just joking, but, like, I don't think they got it, and they thought I was actually being, like, big-headed or something, but then I think um, we met like-minded people, like us and, like, our other friend, and we, um, we even started this series called, like, Bourgeois or Budget, which was very, like, um, yeah, just, it was very, like, Oh, I can't think of a specific example, but it was just, like, um, how to be, like, the bougiest, baddest bitch, um, but, and just, like, very, like, I'm the queen of the world, but it was all a joke, like, we literally called it a part satire because we thought people would make fun of us. Yeah, like, obviously, I don't know why people thought we were those type of people (laughs) worried about Yeah. It's just an illusion. Yeah. yeah, like there was this girl, um, not to bring up any tea or drama, because we I don't have any drama in my life since like this one girl, but um we were kind of friends with her and then she just um I don't remember what it was exactly, but she just came into one of our rooms when we were all there and she was just like, um, you just walk around like you're like like the plastics or oh maybe she didn't use those exact words, but she was like you just like care about your IG. Yeah, oh yeah, you're just so into glamour. I'm not into glamour like you, but like what you're literally shaming us for just liking fashion we're yeah, not like yeah. i've literally never been called glamorous until then. <laughs> like i literally still don't understand because it wasn't said in a complimentary way it was just like i don't know like we think we're too good or something but like yeah <laughs> how it doesn't make sense like society wants you to believe in yourself but they also want to knock you down <laughs> oh my god like, that's a quote that's like another joe classic <laughs> yeah. it just this just reminded me of um like lately there's been this bombification trend like mainly through tiktok but also people on youtube have talked about it and it's just like girls dressing up in very feminine aesthetics with like big hair and 
well they don't have to have big boobs but it's just like that very like hyper feminine pink just all glammed up um and they're also those same people were also very into like communism and like marxism and just intellectuals and stuff so it's like they're they're talking like they're taking back the bimbo label um that has been like given to celebrities like paris hilton and britney spears um over the past like you know in the 2000s when like society was a bit like was way more misogynistic i think and um just like people are way more aware of like the falseness of like the cool girl persona in our way more like how all these um blonde um no not just blonde but just like very girly um characters in films like Sharpay for example and um Regina George and Mean Girls they were always vilified and they were made to be like the villains and they were presented in a very feminine aesthetic so that like feminine aesthetic was associated with just yeah, being kind of so true. yeah treacherous and whereas like the good girl was always supposed to be like down to earth like we were saying before yeah and then the good girl like she had no fashion sense and she was someone who like always wore glasses but it's like you can wear glasses and still be like (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah it's always like when they take off their glasses they're just transformed like that film like the one with um where he tries to make her prom queen oh yeah that too (laughs) this one it was like um just oh she's all that yeah Oh, I think I've seen that. <laughs> There's always yeah. things like that where it's just a random, not like pretty woman, but I know what you're talking about. And it's just like one small thing, like no braces, and they wash their hair or like no glasses. But it's like, yeah, in 2021, we can't be giving like the same sort of storylines like that. Exactly, like it's like the makeover trope, which is just very how we're all waiting to yeah. have a makeover, and like the gl- obsession with glowing up. Which, even though we seem to be more aware of that, like there used to be like that glow up trend um, where people would put up photos of themselves like when they were younger and older. But now on yeah. TikTok, that same trend is kind of being replicated with like, like glowing up. Just this obsession was just always um, getting makeovers to be better which of course we all like I mean there's nothing wrong with that but I just mean it's like the societal obsession with just improving your physical appearance which is on the other spectrum yeah. like other, on the other side of the spectrum to the vili- vilification of the bimbo <laughs> but yeah I think it mostly came from Disney Channel as well because <laughs> I just remembered <laughs> do you know the film is it Geek Charming it was Selena yes. Gomez and I think Greg Sorkin no it wasn't Greg oh, Sorkin wait. it was someone else yeah it was the girl from Modern Family like Sarah something I oh think. I guess it wasn't Selena it was her yeah yeah Highland mm-hmm. yeah I like, don't I never like actually that. watched it oh, I was yeah. like, I actually used to love it but like looking back mm-hmm. obviously <laughs> it's like <laughs> when you go to like sleepovers when you're younger and you're like oh I'm gonna do makeovers but it's like <laughs> why do you need to do a makeover like <laughs> exactly yeah I mean like what was that film about was it just like she gives she gets him she gives him a makeover and then he becomes yeah. suitable for her <laughs> yeah like exactly she was a popular girl and then I think she was going to be prom queen and he was like the quote-unquote geek and then he eventually won her over and oh. then yeah they ended up dating it's always like the same trope about um oh you can actually love the geek <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah yeah i mean exactly yeah it's always that with the boy geek and the girl geek but i feel like there's just an issue in hollywood with um like main characters that are women always have to be attractive whereas like main characters that are men or even just like side characters um are usually either unattractive or just like average it's very rare that like they're attractive whereas the women are always held to the standard of 
beauty. Like for example, in Modern Family, like just think about it. Like there's um yeah. like Sofia Vergara, and then the mom, and then just like the daughters are all really gorgeous. But then it's like yeah. the men don't like have to be held up onto that like standard. I mean, it's once yeah. I think you said this. I have this in my quotes, like notes that you've said, and it was like um like women like are expected to work the male gaze, but men don't have to work the female gaze. Yeah, exactly. It's so true. Like, even now, we still sort sort of do things within the male gaze, but they never think about like, oh, today I'm gonna put on this nice shirt because <laughs> I don't know maybe like women are seen or they don't want to look good for like we want to look good for ourselves, but like it still goes back to the male gaze because yeah. that's how they want to see us. Like fully, and there's so much we could say about this, and we should probably delve into a lot more depth in another podcast but um (laughs) I just had a quick memory about um when I went on a date with this guy once he was like before the date he asked me what shirt on his Instagram I like the least or not sure what picture and I just like sent him a picture and I was like this one because I don't really like your shirt because because I'm like into fashion so he asked me that and whatever I was blunt because yeah men love bluntness which we'll discuss on another podcast but um he was basically like just like okay whatever okay like thanks for the feedback in like a jokey way and then um when we actually met he was wearing like that shirt like what and then he was like I'm a bit nervous about the shirt and he looked genuinely nervous or it was like almost the same shirt I'm not sure if it was exact same but it looked it had the same patterns and stuff it was like it had he literally asked you which you don't like and then wore that one specifically yeah or like I think it was almost the exact same type I don't know if it was the exact same shirt but it was literally black with like baseballs all over it and the one that I didn't like was like black with um like some kind of logos all over it so it was just almost the exact same I think and um and then but he looked really nervous about me seeing the shirt and he was just like um he had his jacket off and then he was like I'm really nervous I'm about to take the coat off and then he so why did you wear it then like he he looked Wait, genuinely I'm nervous building it up by saying he's nervous <laughs> I feel like yeah. girls go through this all the time because we're like oh what are we gonna wear but like we don't actually go and ask the guys like yeah that's quite different <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, obviously there are cases where men do try to work the female gaze or whatever, but it's not like a systemic thing the way that the male gaze is, like, embedded into all the media we consume with, like, everything. Even, like, recently I just heard someone talk about Euphoria, um, and it was just, like, how it's a a good show. Obviously it can be problematic in so many ways, but one of the things is, like, it just, it's so um, obsessed with the male gaze, even when it's trying to subvert, Mm. like... It just, like, always shows these teenage girls in, like, very sexual... Well, they're not actually teenagers, but they're supposed to represent teens. And um, they're always just, like, in very sexual, like, scenes and clothing, which is, like, iconic in a way because they look good. But at the same time, it just kind of... Just all about the male gaze, even though it's trying to be this progressive show. So it's just, like, in everything. The male gaze is literally inescapable, and it's in our brains as well because we've internalized it. Yeah. Yeah, and just quickly on Euphoria, like not to go into it, because I didn't fully watch it, because remember I told you the first episode I tried watching on Sky Atlantic, and I was like, why? Like, there's just so much going on in one episode. Like, they literally yeah. put every single issue you could possibly have in a high school in one episode. Mm. I was like, what? Like, like literally yeah. like what you said, like, it's not... Like, Grand Army does that, but gradually. And so, like, 13 Reasons Why as well, but gradually. So it's problematic. But 
like you need to talk about those issues but the way that some of it's done like you said it might be a bit like well that doesn't really happen all in one space like that but I understand they were trying to say it can happen like those things do happen but obviously just not like that quickly I guess yeah yeah I mean definitely we should when the new season comes out we can so have a podcast if you watch it or like if you have any more thoughts on it we could have like a dedicated podcast to it because there's also so much I could say like I literally wrote a review about it for my goddess complex which was just over like 2,000 words I think but um like I liked it but yeah there's so many problematic things and it just so like sensationalized some of the things like with the Mm. like closeted guy who like is very abusive to his girlfriend and just like there's like yeah, there's just so much. I can't even, like, process it all right now but because it's, like, a blur. But it's very um cinematic but and it has a lot of yeah. good parts. But they could have just aged up the characters a bit to deal with all that really traumatic stuff because you don't really see many shows about, like, college-aged kids or, like... That's I mean, true, not yeah. kids, but, like, people. And, yeah, or, like, people our age, like, in our early 20s, like, 22, 23. Why does it always have to be high school kids? I mean, like, yeah, you could give us something. <laughs> There's only, like, girls, I think, but were they late to 20s or mid-20s? Oh, yeah, girls. I really love that show, despite the the problem of Lena Dunham. But, um, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I think it was, like, yeah, it was, like, mid-20s, still older than us, like, 25, I think. But, like, why isn't mm. there any for, like, 22? Yeah, like, we only <laughs> have the Taylor Swift song, literally, which is so overused, but that's probably why it's overused as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, recently when I was like, because we both turned 23 and I was like looking at Instagram captions that like contain the word 23 and I was surprised that there were so many songs with 23 as well, like Burna Boy yeah. and um, Reggie Snow and just like a few more, like obviously the Miley Cyrus one as well, like 23. Um, so, oh, I didn't know yeah. one. Like, I you know that really... Oh, wait, what? Oh no, there's this indie song as well, like no one likes you when you're 23. I swear it's that. Oh, I think I know which one you're talking about. Like, I was, like, talking about this one when she was in her, like, um, wrecking ball phase with, like, the short blonde hair. Um, <laughs> when she was, like, wearing this, um, like, basketball jersey that said 23. And uh, she oh, was, like, yeah. um, with, uh, I forgot who was, like, the other artist on the track. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, like, it was there was a rapper, about, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Was it, like, T.I. or something? Or... Yeah, probably. I don't know. It was someone. At the moment, I'm just blanking. But, like, Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I love like how there are these cultural references though, and <laughs> that's literally what we based our lives off. Exactly. I mean, speaking of which, we both turned twenty three, and um, like, how was what was your experience like turning twenty three? I thought it was more like I don't know, like an anti climax. Like I think most of is this these days just because of um, like this weird period of lockdown slash not lockdown (laughs) so also because like lots of jobs are opening up now and like most of my friends at home are quite busy like finishing uni or they live um and busy with their jobs as well so just to have like dinner but also at the same time I didn't want to do anything like until like a few days before (laughs) I was like yeah I'll do something so I was finishing my course and like I would have felt worse if I didn't but it's nice to have the time as well like on the actual day I was just at home like literally not really dressed up or with makeup (laughs) just with my family (laughs) eating food which is quite nice yeah like definitely that's like kind of the most underrated nice times that you have like when you're just in your pajamas and um just eating as much as you want like you get a free pass because yeah like on like 
on one of the days, like the day after my birthday, I did that. And then, like, yeah, like, Kieran basically took me out, which was really nice. But it was just like Mercury retrograde was definitely in orbit or whatever. Because <laughs> it was just like so many things went wrong, even though it was really fun overall. And um, it just like at one point, I was just like doing my. Um, Oh yeah, I was doing my hair at the time of checkout with like literally with them knocking on the door telling us to leave while he was trying to figure out how to tie my shoes and stuff. And it was just like a lot of running around because I don't know, it just Gemini season coinciding with Mercury and retrograde is just a nightmare. And I don't know, did you feel like this past m- month like things just kept kind of like going wrong yeah, with like communication? Me. Yeah, did you feel that or is it just me? No, yeah, a bit like just with like job scenarios and having like different people get back to me like all at once. It's yeah, just like overwhelming as well. Yeah, yeah your like, birthday though still mm-hmm. looked really like really <laughs> hurt. Like you went to the Ivy. Oh, thanks. Yeah, like um, Jill's basically gonna move to London. So when she moves here, I'm gonna take her to so many cool places, and nice. we're like really excited about that for next week. So um, yeah, like I went to the Ivy, and then the day before that, it was like Inamo Comic Garden, which is like a Japanese place where you can get a deal to have like unlimited wine and food. And we just we, <laughs> I was literally raised by Eastern European parents that told me to like take advantage of all the free like offers because we got like 15 plates overall in the space of like a bit more than an hour and we had like four glasses of wine so at the end we were just dying but, um, and then after we just like hung around Covent Garden and like um yes. like one actual like birthday on midnight like it became like June 5th which is like my birthday um happened we just like yeah we went back to like yeah, there's a really cute place in Paddington. It was like, I think it was called the Chillsworth Hotel. And then the next day, the reason that we were late for checkout is because there was like, um, there was like, we didn't know that you had to make a reservation because now everything is booked for like the spa where there's like a hot tub and stuff. So um, at the time, so when we actually got into it, like inside the hot tub, it was just so relaxing and hot and I just didn't want to leave. And it just, <laughs> we got ahead of ourselves. And then I ended up like just being fully like, just my my hair and everything was like wet at the time that I have like half an hour to get to the ivy on my actual birthday and it was just like a nightmare but sometimes like the best days are like spontaneous and um chaotic yeah yeah (laughs) like when you visited visited me in London like remember like oh wait no when you came and then we were running down the street um at like two two or three a.m in like central oh my god yeah I forgot (laughs) wait is that after drama park yeah exactly <laughs> even when we're trying to get there like we're always late somewhere <laughs> and like everyone will say like actually yeah that's a good point because all my friends at home like hate me for being late and i'm not purposely late <laughs> it just happens i think because we have like optimistic timing but until i i got to work then i was like i finally met other people who are late or later than me which is yeah. you and adam <laughs> <laughs> exactly i mean better late than sweaty I got that from Zoe 101 and it's like when I heard that when I was like 10 I just still think of that but um are you excited to move to London yes like I'm meant to be moving um next week well when this podcast comes out I'll just say it's like the start of July um I'm moving in but I won't say the address because obviously this is public (laughs) but like (laughs) in central London and it's like I really like I'm so lucky to have found that location hopefully it all goes through and yeah like there's three guys in that place which every time I tell people they seem quite shocked I'm you know a girl's girl which my other friend told me 
I was like, yeah, true, but like, I have like two guy friends, but <laughs> they seem like quite cool because, I mean, they're not gonna listen to this. I don't think they will. But yeah. <laughs> Ooh, like, don't risk it. Don't say anything too incriminating. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. I've only got nice things to say. Plus, they all seem kind of cute and like mature. Like, they have the mm-hmm. nine to fives going on. So, yeah, it'll be cool to get to know like other people, but also have like. My own things going on, and they have their own things going on, so we can just kind of like share the space. Yes, like, and you said one of them was a writer, which is iconic because you're like yeah. into journalism PR. Yeah, and I love that he said, like, basically, because one of the guys like showed me a virtual tour of the place, and then afterwards, they seemed like, oh, like they really liked me, but then this other guy who um, is the youngest, but he's still older than me. Um, he's a medical writer and apparently he wanted to call me just to like, not to interview me, but I thought it was going to be like an interview. But then he was so chill on the phone. He was just like, oh no, it's cool. I just wanted to get to know you. I was like, oh, like they seem so like nice. Maybe because he's from Manchester as well. Yeah, I just like <laughs> like the Northern vibes as well. And yeah, he was just like, cool man, cool man. That's like, <laughs> and yeah, like he also said um, about the writing thing, but to be honest, he knows, he doesn't know anything that's going on. Like in terms of he doesn't know what he's doing, but he knows what he's doing. I was like, that's pretty much where I'm at. Like that's what just being in your twenties is in general and with jobs. Yeah, I mean, it reminds me of like, 20 something like this is a song <laughs> yes like yeah it's just kind of funny that you were planning to move in with like um like a people of color like house yeah. right at the start that was like your goals like and mainly women and like non-binary people and then it yeah, ended up being with three white guys <laughs> I, <laughs> I know like i literally almost did as well it's just because this other thing fell through and then also i didn't have like a reason to move without like a proper job in place but I was meant to move with like two people I knew from well one person I knew from the Leeds Black Feminist Society and then this other girl and they're both coming from Germany and I don't know it would have been cool but also if my future flatmates are listening like obviously I'm <laughs> glad that I found this other house so, yeah. <laughs> yeah of course yeah I mean um it's kind of like new girl i mean you're literally new yes, girl in a way. i was thinking that like i'll just be i'll just channel like wait what's the name again it's not jess. yeah jess <laughs> it's day chanel channel like jess's vibes like yeah. hopefully they're like winston nick and schmidt <laughs> oh my god that it, don't even get me started on you girl because that's like one of my fave like feel good sitcoms ever it's like just the best transition from like that friends um era of sitcoms to like then later on like the office yes. it's just like the best middle ground between the two it just i watched this episode of like um i forgot what it was but it was like a youtube channel that talks about um film and like series and stuff and it was just talking about how in a way it's like the perfect show because it just like the characters are so well written and you always know what they're gonna do in any situation like that's like the sign of a well-written character like if you can imagine them in a situation and you can um like think of what they how they would act and stuff like um so just like they're really well like well developed even though well some of them Mm. obviously aren't as well as others but it's good (laughs) that they let Jess um kind of go into the background towards the end of the seasons and let the other characters shine because like they're really funny like Schmidt, Nick and Winston are just all like hilarious yeah I literally just got back into it like the other week because I left it on season come on tv and now like all on Netflix and I I just put it off for ages because I was thinking oh it might not be 
But then when I watched like one episode, I couldn't stop laughing through the whole thing. <laughs> I was like, I swear this is suddenly funnier than it was before. Like it actually gets better towards the end somehow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like there's this one like episode that's just so funny. Um, well, actually, I won't spoil it. Um, in case you haven't <laughs> watched it, but um, it just yeah, it just never stops being funny. Even like when there's some dumber parts, it's not like yeah. like it just like it just golden. Like I can't even um like yeah. Stop I felt like it. when I mean just to quickly say on this, <laughs> like when Schmidt and CC got married, I felt like after that and like the whole Nick and Jess thing. But I won't say too much in case people haven't like watched <laughs> all of it. But once they got married, I felt like oh the dynamics gonna change. Usually when in a group like it kind of gets. Not like, yeah, just a bit less funny because I don't know how Schmidt was before when he was single or like just dating mm. her. But like, it's actually still like the same. Like the episode when they go to New York and like um, Cece's interacting with Schmidt's mom and like just like Winston and his new girlfriend. Like, yeah, I just love like everything about it. Yeah, I definitely agree. And um, but I do have to interject that I think Friends did remain. I think Friends got funnier towards the end for me personally. Like oh, not the end, but just like after the first couple seasons, where they're in like the nineties. Like okay, I found it yeah. funny when they were like in yeah. Vegas and like because they like kind of yeah. yeah they amplified the characters like and made them more um extreme rather than like normal people like with Ross's sandwich and just him having like a breakdown and <laughs> that's my favorite episode. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's one of my faves as well. It's like yeah. one of the funniest parts. I still laugh even though obviously okay people there's this been there's been this like um wave of like hating Friends and it's like been like a personality to hate Friends, but um. Um, like I still yeah, I, I yeah like sorry like what were you saying no I was just gonna say too too far I've said in the past it's not that funny like mm-hmm. if I go back to watch it now I'm not gonna like die laughing but to be, to be fair the sandwich episode is like the funniest one <laughs> I, I yeah. agree with what you're saying because actually looking back when it's when you see the clips of the 90s episodes from like season one like when Rachel will say something and she's working at the cafe and then they'll be like, oh, no. And then she's like, wait, what? And then they, like, start this discussion. And it's like, they're kind of having, like, a table talk. It's not really, like, a sitcom vibe. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think that was more for, like, the 90s humor. Like, with, like, Frasier and Everyone Loves Raymond and yeah. stuff like that. Which was of its time. But, um, yeah. and obviously a lot of the... There's been some problematic things, like, with, like, just kind of biphobic and... Well, I don't know if it was... It was there's definitely been some sexist... Representation. Yeah, yeah. And just... <laughs> It's been problematic because obviously it has it hasn't aged like the best, but it's still aged pretty well compared to a lot of shows. And also, yeah. I think it's like the nostalgia for me because I grew up like around it. Like my mom watched it, and then yeah. like I started watching it afterwards. And like it'll always be funny because I always like love those characters growing up. So if like I started watching it now, maybe I wouldn't find it as funny. But there are some like undeniably funny moments because it's like Kieran, like my boyfriend, basically um watched it when he was like twenty or something, like with his like flat, and they all. And he still finds it funny. I mean, obviously, he doesn't love it as much as I do, but um, he, there are some objectively funny things, and just like it is well written, yeah. and it never gets like you know when you want a show to just die, like <laughs> it was never that. Yeah, like even now, like the hype around the reunion, which wasn't even a reunion, but like people still. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like um, we're gonna talk about this towards the end of the podcast, but just to yeah. add um. The, at the moment, I'm like watching the new season of, of Handmaid's Tale, and they're really dragging it on, and it's just like they need to mm. stop. You know, when like just it was like with The Office towards the end, and um, like mm. when they just need to like they should have ended it last season. It's like they just want money. 
<laughs> I know what you mean. Like, I swear there was a show like that, but I can't think of. But yeah, there's definitely been instances when I've thought that exact thing. <laughs> I mean, I think. Okay, this sounds nerdy, but like The Hobbit. If you've ever watched it, it just like no. they should not have made three movies about that. Like that was the most. This pointless... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like two. Yeah. There's so many Lord of the Rings. I swear. <laughs> there might even be four, but I think there's three. But yeah, it just like they drag on some scenes for like there's half an hour of like dwarf singing. Like I don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> now it's a musical what well uh, not really a musical <laughs> it's more like they're singing like elvish songs while they're putting away the dishes uh, like I don't know. <laughs> it sounds really <laughs> weird out of context yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm. i was gonna say but anyway yeah we'll get back to the tv shows at the end but we always get off track when we talk about <laughs> pop culture oh my god yeah, yeah. <laughs> our birthdays and how we were saying about aging and well, we're not aging. I know, like, older people will be like, oh, you're only 23. But <laughs> there is, like, the fear of turning 25. Yeah, exactly. I mean, actually, it can sound really annoying to people who are, like, over 25. Because um, yeah. I had my birthday, like, wow. Well, my birthday was a few days after, um, like, when I went to work. So I was speaking about it with my colleague. And then she's like, mm-hmm. well, I don't know her exact age, but probably, like, over 30. And just, like, asking me how old I turn, like, I'm turning, and I was, like, 23, and she was like, you're just a baby, and then I said, like, I'm still low-key scared of, like, you know, getting older, and she kind of looked at me, like, low-key judgy and, like, annoyed, like, shut up, but, um, <laughs> it's true, because we're conditioned to think like that, and, but yeah. also, I do feel like a baby a lot of the time in the workplace, because everyone's, like, definitely over 25, but, um, but then now with, like, obviously there's, like, new people, like Gen Z is growing older and even though we're still part of Gen Z it's like we're not like the teens anymore but we kind of are at the same time because 23 is this weird middle age but it's like yeah Yeah. at the same time we're starting to get scared of like dumb stuff like wrinkles because even my friends um like no my sister's friend was just who's like 15 was saying oh my god apparently you start getting wrinkles at like 16 or something and she was just there's this toxicity about aging and it's just really dumb like I mean, but it's but we've internalized it, and even even though I'm saying it's dumb, I think like that as well. And it was also like it became a discourse on Twitter like a while back, and I remember that like fear of turning 25 like thing. Do you? Oh, I didn't see it on Twitter, but I think in general, yeah, I've seen people like some people at the same time don't care. Like one of my housemates turned 25, and to be fair, she seemed as young as me. <laughs> but then there's also other people like, I know my brother turned 25 um, in March and he was a bit like, oh, that number, it's like that age you get to and you stop telling people how old you are. <laughs> so it kind of depends like how you feel about it. But I feel like we'll be, because I don't know, we kind of just like go in strides with things. We might not actually care that much by the time we are 25 because in two years like that's a lot of time we'll probably have done like so much other things that we'll feel like we are 25 in a sense yeah yeah definitely I mean we like have accomplished so much and grown up so much from like even 21 so despite corona like I mean we all feel like we've lost a year and like my friend Melissa was telling me that it's like it feels like we aged for no reason like and we didn't get to experience like 22 um like because of covid and stuff but um at the same time it's like i feel like i accept like my next age that's coming up like towards like after seven months of like (coughs) turning that age if you get what i mean like now when i was like 22 in like even like march i was feeling like i was almost like i was basically 23 
So I wasn't like even fearing it or anything because you like age gradually. It's not like you, and it's yeah, like, it's like oh, basically, yeah, exactly. And it just like um, like we actually people on TikTok have been talking about this, and there was like a really good one about how like from a woman that's thirty and she looked amazing, and she was just talking about how we actually start to look better and we get more successful as we age. And by the time you're thirty, like your thirties are like your twenties, except for with yeah, more I've money. Yeah, have you seen that as well? Yeah, just people saying, like, your 30s are better than your 20s because 20s are, like, not, like, insecure, but, like, you're unsure of things, like, where you want to be or, like, what you're doing in, th- in your 30s. Like, like you said, like, you have more money, like, you're more secure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah, like, it's like society wants you to miss your youth and feel pressured to get married because of, like, the internalized sexism and gender roles that are placed on women mm. still, whereas men love to, like, use... Um, be bachelors. Yeah, exactly. Men love to be bachelors, and they also love um, throwing sexism in your face when it's time to split the bill. Like, not on them, but it's, like, <laughs> just... Oh, not on men, as usual. But, um, <laughs> like, for example, some people... Like, most men that I've, like, been with have always paid, but it's, like... And I don't mind splitting the bill, but my point is that it's not just with me personally I've heard stories about like men loving to talk about sexism when it benefits them but then they want all of these things from women which we're conditioned to adhere to I mean even though I'm a feminist it's like I pretty much adhere to like the societal looks and stuff like I like because of the internalized male gaze which we were speaking about before and it's just like this idea that they men are obsessed with younger women and um even like girls men are just like the most popular category on Pornhub was apparently um like it was like something about teens like uh, or just like yeah barely yeah, legal people I know and then it was like bad baby the minute that she turned 18 she had like the most um she became the most popular person on OnlyFans like the second she turned 18 because there's this mm. obsession with being 18 which like one of my fave YouTubers like as told by Kenya did a video about on her Patreon <laughs> that she yeah. um was basically yeah it's like everyone's starting to realize that um there's so many like pedophilic beauty standards in society and um not only that but it seems like men want younger women just so they can control you because you're more innocent have you noticed yeah actually going back to pop culture scott disick just to quickly say (laughs) he's like i know some people say it's a bit weird but he's like oh don't read into it but at least courtney has found someone who's like you can be with anyone of any age but she's now with like travis barker from blink 182 who's like of age and has children but Scott Disick went from dating Sophia Ritchie, who was 19 at the time, and dumped her. Well, I don't know what happened, but it's now... He literally went to the birthday of his girlfriend as she turned 20. And just that age gap. And it's like he's dip-dyed his hair like he's blonde, <laughs> which is like no shade again, no shade. Like that's not to do with like anything. Mm-hmm. But it's just like the whole thing, like everything together. It's just it's just a weird pattern for someone who has children who are going into those ages. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of like notorious for that because... I mean, I'm sorry, like, Sophia Ritchie was, like, 19 or something, and just... Yeah. That's not... Okay, that's obviously legal. Yeah, exactly, it's legal, but it doesn't feel right. (laughs) Yeah, not when the person's above 40, that's the thing, it's like... um... Exactly, (laughs) I mean, because I remember, like, just being that age, I mean, the first time I started getting, like, 18-year-olds speaking to me was when I was, like, 14, I mean, properly speaking, wanting to, like, date me, and they knew I was 14, so... 
then just like so much of that has happened and like at the time even up to like I was like 19 and 20 I was just like looking at older men like oh my god they want me but it's like they want you because they like they want to manipulate you really I mean I haven't actually had any like properly bad experiences but like just like the knowledge that like even since I was like 10 or 11 that was like the first time men have started like expressing attraction it just um it just feeds into society's greater issue with that and how that's like women don't really obviously it's not like the stand the norm for women to do that obviously there are women who do like do that to like you know boys obviously but um yeah it just kind of very normalized because like my sister and just like other people that I know like and I think you've mentioned this too when we were underage we've had like a lot of attention and now we're starting to realize that actually that was wrong even though at the time maybe sometimes people can feel like oh my god they want me but they're just creepy like I mean I can't imagine men that I associate with in real life now doing that because that's not normal yeah and because you're like underage at the time you don't know any better so they're just like taking advantage of that person exactly exactly because yeah and I was reflecting on how like when I was younger I got way more cat called and I've heard other people tweet and like do TikToks about this and like now people more like approach me to like try to like get my number or something but when I was younger like they would more scream out of cars obviously they still do that now but it was like a really frequent occurrence um and like that happens to people that are younger that I know now and when I was walking with my friend and her sister who are 15 it's like I think they assumed I was like near their age or something and then and even if they didn't just like to our general group they were discussing cat calls and I just remembered what it felt like and how much worse it was when I was younger which is just like it just shows that it's not about how you look or anything it just obviously it still happens like when you get older but they really want to exert their dominance and they get this kind of like yeah just satisfaction to like oppress no it's not about how you look like it's really not and that's what some men don't fail to understand when you try to explain why catcalling and stuff like this is wrong yeah i I get what you mean like i've seen do you mean like those tweets where uh, more people saying i got catcalled and i was wearing like sweats or a hoodie and i i had like tear stains or something yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, and they're making the point to men that it's like, it's not... Because some men will always pack up to say like, oh, it's not a compliment, but it's like, no, it's not flattering. The point <laughs> is like, we could literally have w- woke up from bed and like, we would still be cat cords. Exactly. Like when I'm wearing a mask and, or even a mask and sunglasses and just like, yeah, I mean, it's happened so many times and there's a difference between a guy coming up to you and trying to get to know you and get your number and complimenting you that it can still be yeah. really annoying and just harassment. But like you can obviously see what their goal is. But with catcalling, the van or whatever drives by in two seconds. It's not about a compliment. They're not doing it like we're going to yeah. brighten her day. Like they're doing yeah. it like out of like, another you feel feeling. unsafe. Literally. Bucks. Yeah which we kind of touched on a lot earlier <laughs> with like new girl um euphoria but i'm also gonna add that this is us which maya and our other friend simran kept telling me to watch um at uni and i finally like got into it with my mom and it's just basically basically if anyone's watched this is us you just cry at every episode it's <laughs> impossible <laughs> like it's on amazon prime but I don't what's the guy's name is it Miko um the guy who plays the dad the oh M- Milo Ventimiglia or something oh, like my. that he's literally perfection like <laughs> looks wise but also his characters but, but like yeah 
Yeah, yeah, I need to watch Gilmore <laughs> Girls. Yeah, for sure. Like, you have to. I can't believe um, you haven't. I know, it's because it's so long. Because it's like, I just, there's One Tree Hill, which I watched all together. So. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> one Tree Hill, don't yeah. even get me started on One Tree Hill. Like, we'll just, like, save it for the ne- next podcast. Because I was obsessed with that when I watched it last year. <laughs> yes, we could literally do a whole podcast on One Tree Hill. <laughs> oh my god, yes. We, we could actually, like, start thinking about it in terms of, like, yeah, the stuff that we've liked and centering it around that instead of just a lot of, um... Yeah. Waffling again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like what um TV shows have you been watching? Um, so I guess like The Handmaid's Tale, which I won't really like talk too much about now. Maybe when I finish it I'll speak more about it in a future episode. But and like I started the boat type, um, which is about these um, um three girls and like um, Yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> Except they like the boat type is basically about like three girls that work in like a magazine and um that's very like cosmo inspired and um. they're one is like a journalist, the other one's like the social media director and the third one's into like fashion and um yeah, I mean it's good. It just it's kind of like trying to emulate sex in the city vibes or like um. yeah, just working girl vibes like or I don't know, it just it's nice. It just kind of um has girl boss energy. <laughs> Yeah, but um, it is very um fun and just like they do try to be nuanced and like have some intersectional feminist takes, even though they come sometimes like fall flat. But but other than that, I've been um like watching less um like TV series or like Netflix series, and I've been like really yeah. into commentary channels on YouTube, and there's been like so many like uh talented black women creators who are just like pioneering the commentary community and like paving the way like as i mentioned as told by kenya it has like really nuanced like feminist takes and um she like whatever she says i just seem to internalize immediately because she puts it so well and it just like makes so much sense like whether she talks about more serious issues um or like when she she just sometimes talks about um just like people she hates like which rightfully I mean like Tory Lanez and just like she just drags them so well and she also she's responsible for that iconic um line that you see on Twitter all the time where it's like I can't make the music not bop when she was talking about Doja Cat and she's just like <laughs> so naturally entertaining and then I also love like Amanda Beebe who's like on YouTube and she has like everything wrong with videos like where she does like some about Disney shows and like Euphoria she did Hannah Montana. And she also does, like, um, some videos where she's, like, everyone is bothering me. And she talks about everyone that's being problematic at the moment. Or just, like, annoying. Like, including even just sometimes, like, The Sims or something. Not just people. But it's, like, from James Charles to The Sims. Yeah. And just all in between. And, um... And she just does makeup reviews and, like, she just drags everyone, like, w- rightfully. And she's also fun and, like, lighthearted, too. And um, there's also Foy Harriet, who does, like, live streams and, like, long-form videos. And one was on, like, Megan Thee Stallion's Thought Shit um, video. I which was just, did you What did you think about that? <laughs> First of all, the video itself was just... I didn't like the commentary at the start was really clever the way that the same the same white guy who is I assume in a political position like he was about to um he was about to comment something really rude on her video but then also he was about to masturbate to it so (laughs) it was just showing like the same people who were like he was watching her body video he's saying like oh um, he's really right wing saying this is terrible like get this off of our screens but also he's enjoying it so and but then it took me off of guard when he literally walked out and then he was just hit by the truck 
and Megan the Stallion was on it just like twerking I was like this is iconic but also like chaotic yes yes oh my god it's like yeah it's just so good and um yeah and yeah like Harriet oh wait Kimberly who's in like for Harriet was just talking about how it's like her own form of like feminism and it's like it people just sometimes criticize her and talk like talk about how she just likes rapping about how good her pussy is or something but actually um she it's not just that I mean okay yeah she does do that well so she keeps doing it like why would she why would you ruin something that's not broken like why would you drop something that's not broken but um she's also like um like very talented in general and um she just like has such good creative ideas like with that video and like yeah like it just like when WAP came out and it's like the conservative politicians were talking about it they were I think I don't remember what it was but I think it's like the same people were like discovered to have like yeah just like themselves to, yeah. to her video. Yeah, like, um, they can't complain about it, but then also just be like, you know, like, it's basically hypocritical, because I just feel like, um, with the thought, sh- thought shit one, like, she's more like, it's more like political as well, because of the way that she's done it in the beginning, and also I just love the choreography when, like, they're on the, like, they're lined up on the dining table or something in the, like, in this cafe diner thing, and like and the long nails which is a very like black woman thing and just yes i don't know it's just like everything together it's just so (laughs) powerful and also the beat as well yes and also like um when she um calls the guy like the politician and she's like why are you disrespecting these women they make your life easier and it's like she's basically just talking about essential workers in a way and just like which is just a really good reference like yeah like the classism and like that permeates like the intersects with like racism and um sexism too and yes it just she it's such a rich video even though people might at face value think that it's just like about her twerking it's really not it's like it's just very like it's a good concept and she's yeah iconic as always she is the moment <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> i saw this tweet saying um what if megan Thee stallion imagine if she didn't have that butt though and then loads of people retweeted it but then someone said okay but she doesn't but she has it though so, exactly like, exactly i mean yeah. if you've got it flaunt it and that's what like i encourage everyone to do and i mean <laughs> it just like yeah you should women should be encouraged to like just take um pride in their sexuality and yes. be empowered through it and there's nothing wrong with it i mean yes. people have criticized her for kind of working in the male gaze like i mean why does someone said that um she gets empowerment and like women in general are forced to get em- not forced but like, encouraged to get empowerment through something that pleases men but that's what we've been conditioned to feel i mean so we feel like internally we look the best when we fit the male gaze so yeah. i mean obviously we can try to change that but like there's nothing wrong with working in the stereotypes of what's desirable and getting pleasure from that too because I mean that's how we've been socialized so we should just like we can't embrace it if we want it's our choice yeah because it's still being feminist because the whole point is that she's getting like the pleasure from it and even then there's still some men who are like you shouldn't be doing that it's a bad example but like people are missing the point that like this is why we love Doja Cat so much as well even like own problematic stuff going on but (laughs) like (laughs) they're both doing the same thing in terms of it's about the empowerment like I only 
Whenever I listen to Doja Cat or Megan Thee Stallion, I only ever come away from it feeling empowered. Like, I don't feel like, oh, why are they doing that? I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, exactly. I am that person as well. Like, that's how you should feel. Yeah, like, I think, like, the reason that they were also groundbreaking is because they were speaking, they were taking it back to the narrative of lots of rap songs, which were, which kind of, like, talk yeah. about how that men get pleasure from, like, their, like, Yes. Quote, quote bitches which is just really yes. yeah obviously misogynistic but we've all accepted that and we still listen to that music so there's nothing wrong with women speaking about their pleasure how they want to use men for themselves <laughs> I mean it's obviously it just it's obviously a way to express themselves sexually and um take the narrative back it doesn't mean that they're literally doing everything that they're rapping about like it just yeah, yeah I mean, that makes good, a statement. On it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. that's a quote. <laughs> I mean, it, just say it if you don't. Just say it if you don't. Like, I think I can tell if you're criticizing it that you, <laughs> like, you might fired. be insecure. <laughs> yeah, but no, yeah, um, that's literally what yeah. it is. It's insecurities because other other people just be like, yes, do it or like. If 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 it's people who are like you know they have young kids who they don't want to see then that's fair enough because that's a different thing. But if you're like oh they shouldn't be doing it or like I don't know though. Yeah, I mean I fully agree because obviously you're not gonna say that about like a a male rapper who has like women twerking. In yeah, their they video. do it all that's, the like, time. The yeah, I mean she's doing the twerking. She it's her body, and yeah, I mean. Yeah, I feel like we can do a full video like discussing this <laughs> like but yeah, just yeah, like um similar to like Nicki Minaj who like re- released like Beam Me Up Scotty uh like yeah. the mixtape recently and I used to never be like I wasn't like obsessed with her but I always liked her obviously but it was just like more TikTok that um really promotes her songs that has made me almost like a barb in that way because it's like I've just like rediscovered her music and now after like she's just getting iconic. exactly exactly and she still is and then, like after getting into um, Megan Thee Stallion like in 2019 I've just gotten way more in touch with like my yeah just like yeah empowered like yeah, yeah sexual side like than ever before so yeah and Nikki speaks to that and she was like dunked on by so many people in the industry and Mm -hmm. which is why Lana Del Rey's like tone deaf Instagram post last year was so disgraceful um because yeah obviously she was treated really bad in the industry and it's like she walked so like Nikki walked so icons like Doja Cat could run and she deserves her flowers and um she is just she is the moment as well (laughs) yeah I I completely agree like I used to love uh, the Pink Friday album when that came out I remember I downloaded all of them onto like like an mp3 onto whichever phone I had then and I was literally like <laughs> I don't know like 12 or 13 just listening to like these songs with so many um <laughs> like you know things people might be like you shouldn't be listening to but it was like those songs when she goes off into her um alter ego where she does this iconic like British accent <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. the one where she's yes, like yes. I'm a dungeon dragon like it's just so good <laughs> oh my god yeah exactly and also just how she calls herself like Monica Lewinsky I mean I yes. just that's so tongue in cheek and just love her I mean unfortunately she's made me start using like the phrase these bitches my sons like just way too much and just like I don't know I accidentally called like my boyfriend my son in like a jokey derogatory like playful way (laughs) yeah just like when he like annoyed me I was like I own you you're my son like just channeling my inner Nikki but then I realized that it sounded (laughs) wrong so I just stopped but like she's provided so much lyrical material for like shady IG and TikTok captions and obviously TikTok transitions her songs are like ruling that 
moment. And of course, like yeah. her out of context meme material, like she's a mammoth, of course, and like big boobs. And um, <laughs> it'll be analyzed by future historians. <laughs> <laughs> I actually can't wait to. I just love、um, essays where they're just analyzing, like, you know, like hip hop and R&B, like different music moments. Yeah, like I kind of wish that I did my dissertation in like media, like the like masters one on something like that. But there was just too much、yeah. to choose from. It was like there were so many options when it comes to media. Yeah, that's true. That's also like another <laughs> topic to get into. Yeah, but, but、um, like you have a lot of new music faves that you told me about. Yes,、um, yeah, I was going to mention like Goldlink's album, which. For some reason, like I went on his social media and I was like, "Why isn't everyone talking about this?" It's like when Kate, Kate Trinada's <clears throat> newer album came out, which was、um, Bubba, and like even though that was Grammy nominated, loads of people were like, "Oh, you fell off!" Like、um, it's not like his old stuff. And I was like, "That's so odd!" Like I really love this stuff. I think I think it's like Tyler the Creator when he went、um, more like soft boy rap with his later stuff, which is more like. R and B ish than just like gritty rap how it was before. That's what people are saying. Goldlink's new album、um, Haram is like because they called it like, oh, this is your Jesus phase, which was <laughs> Kanye West's album. Just because on some parts of the album he、um, has like the he has voice alterations, which Kanye does where it's like it sounds like he's using a megaphone. But I didn't even notice that the first time I heard it. I was just like, the beats are so good. Like it just reminds you of you know Smack. In、yeah. Lamington, like literally, whenever I hear a hip hop song and it takes me back to Smack, I'm like, this is a good song. And、yeah. that's just like the entire album. And also, just to say, I love that he included、um, some UK grime artists. Although people had a problem with that as well, they're like, oh, you had like the weakest grime artists on there. I'm like, can he do anything right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah, like. Definitely, I didn't have、um, time to fully、um, listen to the whole album, but because I need to do that soon. Like I've just, like I've been obsessed with like、um, Marina's al- album, which we'll talk about、yeah. in a second. But、um, yeah, like I listened to like the first like six songs, I think, and I just love it. Like I,、yes. yeah, just the whole it just meshes together so well, and yeah, it, I love the feel of it. And I disagree with whatever that Twitter discourse about that was. <laughs> Because、um, yeah, like I really like the features. Like that was one of my favorite parts about it. Because every single、uh, song sounds similar but also different. And、yeah. I like how like the one with、um, what was it like? Was it Pink Panthers or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I love. There's also、them. one with Flo Millie as well, like Raindrops. Which oh yeah,、good. yeah, that was the other one that stood out to me. And yeah, I can't wait to listen to it again. But.、Um, Definitely,、yeah. I like about it. It's like what you said, how it flows, because that's how you know it's a good like body of work. I think when an album, like the songs, kind of just go into each other, because then it's like you want to listen to it in full, like not just like pick out different songs. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, what did you think of Marina's album, like、oh. Ancient Dreams in a Modern Land? Yeah, because I did that.、Um, like on my guys' complex, there's an article about Purge the Poison, just because. When I first heard that, I was just like obsessed because I didn't expect like the lyrics literally jumped out at me because they're just so political. I was like, yes, like everything people should be listening to. Like she was just talking about、um, climate change, the environment, also Me Too. She talked about the noughties and how it was toxic press, Britney Spears. Like she put everything in there, <laughs> and yeah. Also, Man's World, which I know you like as well. That is that's the song I always go back to to listen to. That's probably my favorite on the album. 
and then um, uh, New America, just because it just sounds very like like a choir is singing it. Like it sounds moving, quite um, political as well at the same time, because it's like a comment on like America and just like how she says throughout the whole album she's not meant for Hollywood, which yeah, she's kind of opposite from Lana Del Rey in that sense, but that's another thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, um, I agree, like, Man's World is my favorite, and um, I love New America, too, and yeah. she definitely critiques Hollywood a lot throughout her discography, and in her, like, previous album, she has, like, this, like, I don't remember the exact lyric, but just, like, about landing in Hollywood and just kind of be- being disillusioned with it, and it's, like, a critique that kind of reminds me of, like, Mulholland Drive, like, from, like David Lynch, which we did in philosophy because it was, like, not fully a critique, but just, like, a commentary, at least, on, like, the illusion of Hollywood, and, um, yeah, like, what, yeah, so, in terms of Lana Del Rey, I think Lana's kind of, like, um, extracted herself from, like, the Hollywood narrative because she's matured a bit but definitely in her earlier work even though I did love her earlier work the most um like she kind of like romanticizes Hollywood but as like whereas like Marina's more critical but I do also love um like Venus flytrap and where she there's this lyric that's like why be a wallflower when you can be a Venus flytrap and yeah (laughs) yeah I mean it's just iconic. Like it's not too girl boss or anything. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I feel like yeah. <laughs> she's coming to her own. Like that's what all of her fans are saying as well. Yeah, she's very unapo- unapologetic in the political commentary and more philosophical like nuances in it like oh she's had like kind of philosophical commentary before with like the song called savages on fruit um where there was like a lyric that said that like basically just about how society like starts wars and like just like is degrading or something like some something to that effect and she kind of maintains that throughout her work but now she's just really gone full speed ahead and just yeah like just laid it all out yes i love like how marina is low-key someone who'd been like mm-hmm. one of those um commutes what do they call them like those <laughs> those like communes what yeah yeah those. Oh, yeah like those things like not like um not anything sinister but it's like kind of like um what's it called midnight that that iconic thing midsummer midsummer that film yeah i haven't actually watched it but i've heard that it's like really good (laughs) it's really (laughs) creepy but yeah it's It's from the visuals yeah yeah. it's from a24 right and they're just like notorious for like very oh yeah, yeah i didn't know that Oh yeah, like they also they've done Lady Bird, I think. Oh, or, I love Lady Bird. Or something like yeah, like it just <laughs> that whole indie movie. Yeah, vibe. yeah, yeah. It's very <laughs> that. Yeah, cinema. It <laughs> <laughs> does, but also like other things we've been loving has been um, like brats. Obviously, anything that brats do because they kind of like made us. Oh my god! Um, yeah, but we just saw like for some reason they're releasing Revolution. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, I was literally almost about to buy one of their palettes the other day because of the packaging, um, but I need to take a better look at it and the quality and the colors instead <laughs> of just being stupid and spontaneous. But, I've um, had the colors yeah. are all, like, pink and purple, right? Because that was always that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there was, like, one that was, like, bright green, and I kind of want to, because I have some mm. palettes now, I don't want to, like, be wasteful and just buy some that I already have, but, like, some of them seemed a bit brighter and, like, more red, just, yeah. yeah, like a bit brighter and fun, but they're like very that stereotypical, like 90s, 2000s, like, yeah, Y2K, yeah. sparkly, like fun, 
like yeah, yeah Shane. <laughs> yeah, like but they know they're gonna like profit off of it because they're the brats. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was even almost about to buy makeup, and I don't. I'm just very um, like I think I'm pretty good with money, but even I was about to splurge. Yeah. And like, there's like a mutual palette for all four of the girls, um, like Chloe, Jade, oh. Sasha, and Yasmin. But it was like quite controversial because, well, I don't know if it was controversial, but I saw like someone talk about it. So like Yasmin, who's like Latina, basically looked white on the cover of the one with four of them, oh. and she's like almost the same shade as Chloe. And diversity is kind of what made Bratz so unique and different yeah. from Barbie, and why so many contemporary Gen Z like women and girls are attracted are attracted to the Bratz brand so that was like disappointing for people but yeah hopefully they do better yeah I didn't see that that's that's kind of like how I think with Sasha as well sometimes they would make her look like Yasmin and then there wouldn't be someone who's dark skin but it's important that they have like all of the representations because even with like Jade she wasn't even though she was fair skinned like Chloe, um, because Chloe was like the blonde one, Jade was like the one with black hair who was um, more like, you know, like into rock or something. Well, she seemed like she was into rock. <laughs> Just yeah. because also that was kind of a representation in itself. I think in the real life Bratz movie, because usually, like you said earlier about Mean Girls and how um, the popular girl is always shown as like blonde and a bimbo. But then they had someone who was fair-skinned, but also with black hair, which wasn't usually, like, the norm. Yeah, yeah, and in the Bratz live-action movie, I don't know if you watched it, there's... Yes. Yeah, all four of them. Have you watched it? Yeah, I have it on DVD. I have it on DVD as yes. well. <laughs> yeah, um, I can literally see it right now, like, in my room <laughs> on DVD. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I love that. Because we're recording remotely at the moment, but um, yeah, like so they also have like lip crayons, which don't seem the best. Because why would you have crayons when you can have pencils? I mean, yeah. whatever. But it, I love how it's nostalgic and it has like yeah. cute, sparkly and fluffy makeup cases that we like used to play with as kids and lots Aww. of glitter vibes. <laughs> but, yeah, it yeah. kind of feeds into like what you said, like the Y2K fashion movement, which is like that's dominating like Depop, um, TikTok, Instagram. Like every time, you know those Instagram ads you see between like stories? Yeah. Like literally every single time in the last week for me, <laughs> it's just been like fashion. But the fashion which comes up, it won't be like Topshop or Zara. It's always like this random website, which they just know how to target to me because I always <laughs> want to like look. But then it's like all, it's always this Y2K like cute small tops and like um, chunky shoes or like long skirts, <laughs> like the brats basically. But then it's like those items will be like £50 for a top or something. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like I get those same adverts as well and they really know how to draw you in with their marketing. <laughs> like <laughs> Because I even bought some like Y2K shirts on Amazon, which I know Amazon sucks, but um, yeah, I couldn't resist to get like some like cheaper, yeah, like kind of camisoles and um, mm -hmm. graphic tees. And just like, I've definitely like... Um, tried my hand at the Y2K fashion and I haven't obviously gone as hard as some of the girls on TikTok that literally look like brat stars with lots of funky like crazy patterns and just look amazing but um I've like taken um some of my mom's old like jeans which are a bit big for me like but I feel like they were actually falling off a bit when I like went out with them the other day but it was worth it for like the Y2K look like to have them low rise and I even ordered like some low rise skirts and 
yeah like some of my older clothes are low rise and um yeah just like yeah like the crop tops and like just the vibe i don't even yes. have the fashion language to describe it at the moment but like i feel like you know what's y2k when you see it <laughs> yeah you do and it's they just always it's just the way that the small tops look like it makes you feel like again like how i was saying like that femininity because it's just something like it's a look that we like anyway and it exactly. is very brats as well and the wigs club they had that yeah oh my god yeah like i just don't even get me started on the netflix wink show because we'll um, we'll be here all day because they <laughs> just recreate it so badly but um yeah, yeah back to the y2k thing yeah like i really like it but um it can be quite exclusionary i think to some people because it's quite um yeah like i feel like low rise accommodates certain body types and it can be like just like i don't know like i think people now are starting to romanticize more of that paris hilton um like the 90s like 2000s like really skinny aesthetic again whereas we've been moving yeah. more towards like the thickest like which it's like body um shapes have become trends which is just not okay but now yeah. it's like people want like both the 2021 like curvy instagram model along with like more skinny looks and it's just been really problematic on like tiktok and pinterest um where like well, yeah, basically, there's been lots of, like, pro-eating disorder content, apparently, which I've heard about, like, not on my For You page, but apparently it's been a problem, and, um, yeah, like, we can get into that in, like, future podcasts about how TikTok is kind of becoming the new Tumblr, and, um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a problem that, like, certain body types are glorified during certain years when they come in and out of trend, like, the heroin chic body of the 90s, and, like, now it's, like, the hourglass figure, but... It just, yeah, it sucks that yeah. it's like we're objectified to that extent. Yeah, yeah, that's such a good point because it should be about the the clothes and not um, like the body type. That's where like the problems begin. Yeah, and yeah exactly. With how um, like we've talked about that before about how hourglasses before when um, weren't like glorified because you'd just be seen as big if you had like small curves. And I always for some reason go back to. <laughs> this film with Jennifer Lopez I think it was Monster in Law and she was trying on this um, dress and then it kind of like ripped when she was bringing it over her bum and she looked in the mirror and said she was just like oh I have two asses and I was like <laughs> I was relating to that but then it wasn't like in fashion but then afterwards she was glorified for like her bum and hips and stuff so just oh my like... god yeah I remember that exact <laughs> moment and I also remember in Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants when Carmen yeah. visits her dad and then she tries on like one of the bridesmaid dresses and then it like rips or, or doesn't fit and then she's like I'm Colombian I actually have an ass I'm like you and your daughter or something and I just like what? like yeah when I was younger I always felt like really fat even though I definitely have never been anywhere near it just I was yeah. literally just a t like yeah basically kind of more of like the like slight curves like hourglass kind of thing like similar like in the same range as like you basically so like I just yeah. remember like feeling like I wanted to be like modeled in like high fashion and then suddenly now I'm feeling way more confident and secure now that like curves are in and it just it's really yeah. like just dumb that it took like society embracing us for like to feel accepted by it. but hopefully hopefully it's more towards the body positivity movement rather than like just um body parts becoming trends yeah, like that's what um, yeah the positive positivity movement needs to focus on, uh, rather than you know because even that as well people say like not to get into this as well but Megan Trainer when um, I love that song um, about 
what was it like her my hips aren't moving i know the megan trainer song which made her really famous about like the curves but then she sang that lyric about um guys don't want skinny girls but then it was like obviously not nice as well to people who are just naturally thin so she has yeah. to be able to do both exactly i mean because i think i'm like I'm not like I'm kind of more in the middle of that so it's like sometimes I go through phases where I feel too skinny as well um because it's like when you want to feel more thick and it's just like and then sometimes the opposite it's just like yeah like hopefully like society moves towards moves towards a point where we don't have to pay that much close attention yeah. and inspection of our bodies and can just like which we are moving towards it's not like really I'm much more confident now but um yeah, like, than I was before, and I don't really think about that much, but I feel bad for, like, younger girls now, because I feel like body standards have gone even more extreme for them, in yeah, a way. Yeah, because of, like, plastic surgery on reality shows and things. Yeah, and on Instagram and everything. But, like, but about Y2K, even though it has lots of toxic things, it's, like, it is really fun and nostalgic for us, because now, like, Gen Z and millennials have grown up, so they can, like, look back and, um... Like, think back to that time, the way that, like, the 90s were popular in the 2010s. Now it's, like, YGK popular in the 2020s. And it has lots of fun patterns. And it just feels really, like, you're in a teen movie or something, like, when you're just, like, wearing those clothes and just walking around. And it's just, like, motivating. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Like, even though we say, like, things are problematic, I think the key is that because we've grown up, that's why we can look at things and now, like, enjoy them more. So the key is basically, like... <laughs> like growing up in a way because it's just nice to have like that nostalgic moments because yeah I feel like the noughties were still like that's my favorite era I feel like, like it had problematic moments the fashion and just like how things were like okay not the fashion on the red carpets at the start where like you know like the Disney Channel um actors <laughs> would be on the red carpet like um there's pictures of Ashley Tisdale like things like that obviously not so much but like other Y2K things are good oh my god yes like I remember that exact picture you were talking about on Twitter or just in general in like um yeah, in just, like, magazines and stuff with, like, Ashley Tisdale with the dress over the jeans and just the tragic 2000s fashion. Yeah. <laughs> like, because yeah. on Depop, I've seen um, people, like, just put really ugly, ugly clothes that are, quote, 2000s, but they're not 2000s, they're just, like, tragic. Like, for example, um, really long, like, camisoles or whatever, but, like, loose and just, like, look just it's not 2000s it's like the tragic part of 2000s so why are you putting on depop and they put it it's fine if you put on depop but then they've like set ridiculous prices like 25 yeah. to like 30 40 pounds for like a t-shirt. i know <laughs> i've seen that so much and yeah we're gonna talk about that in a podcast for um depop gentrification <laughs> but exactly like just how people make something like general look good because then they'll tie it up or something and then for some reason people buy into it but anyway <laughs> yeah like what other albums and do you have any more that we haven't mentioned yeah so like aside from um like fashion that we're loving as well on music i was going to mention the marias who are like i don't i feel like not many people have found out about them yet and to be fair i only found out about them because they do like bedroom pop which is like a dream pop indie version thing and they're just very like twin peaks x 
like if you just listen to like one song or like watch any of the videos it's just very like Twin Peaks vibes because like how like David Lynch used like these certain songs which are very like airy and dream pop like type of things but yeah I love their new songs um Unmillion and Little by Little it's so good like it's like that type of music where it's like I'm literally just like nodding along like <laughs> this is so good like it's just a combination of good like funk indie and like the bass and also I love that um they sing in Spanish as well like Caliuchas because um the lead singer is like bred from Puerto, Puerto Rico um, and she was also raised in Atlanta and she was actually dating like one of the guys in the band but um, aside from them I'm also really loving Japanese Breakfast album Jubilee um, which I've commented on before and I saw her live when um, she did like her first music and she had that one big indie song um, like Everybody Wants to Love You and then also Boyish and she's really great um, and also Wolf Alice who are like an English indie band um, like indie rock and they brought out their album this month Blue Weekend which is really good like I won't go into all of the songs because it'll be long but it's just like it's a combination of like 90s angst rock but also um, like some like Kate Nash Lily Allen influences which is a bit different for, for them and like it just ends in with like the perfect track um, which is called The Beach 2 because it starts with like the beach one but yeah those are the ones which I like the minute. Oh, like you described them so well. I need to go listen to them now because yes. I've had much time to. I haven't just really been focusing on listening to new music as much because I don't know, I'm yeah. just been quite busy. But um, I'm definitely going to look into them, especially the Caliucci's part with like the Maria's because I'm just obsessed with Cali and um, like Pura Vida and Isolation. Yes. Um, yeah, her newer, her newer work too. It's like, Kelly's like one of my faves of all time. So I definitely have to check them out. And like Japanese breakfast, like the 90s angst sounds so good. Like I love anything to do with like angst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's and, like the only way to describe it. Yeah. Like, and I love the name, like Japanese breakfast. So I'm definitely going to yeah. into them. I think I've heard of them quite a lot, but I just haven't had a chance. Oh, it's just um, one girl. It's Michelle Zorna. Oh, it's one girl. Oh wow! So that'll that um, listen to even more than yeah. a female artist. Yes, I actually just realised like most of the ones I usually reference are female, except for like some male rappers. But yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, I I like um male artists like Goldlink is amazing, Kitranada, and I like Body. Yeah. And just yeah, I love that like chill R&B vibe. But I think lately I've just been way more into like female R&B singers and artists and yeah, like um. I don't know. I feel like I used to prefer male like artists, but now I'm just I want to hear those female voices <laughs> like empowering. Yes. Yeah, it's of the time. Exactly, exactly. And sometimes I just don't have time to uh, listen to men. <laughs> That's a quote. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I but of course I'm joking. Like I, I do <laughs> a lot. <laughs> but yeah. Um. Oh wait. Also, it's like mental men's mental health day. So um. Yeah, like just make sure that you are, if you are a man, on the off chance that you are a man listening to this, maybe there's a few. <laughs> um, yeah, just take time to, yeah, like take yeah. care of and stuff. And also, it's like tonight is like the um strawberry moon in like Capricorn or something, which is like a good time to. Oh like, what? Apparently, well, actually, oh, uh, you'll be watching this like a week after. So, think back to like this time last week and think if you felt a different energy in the air. <laughs> like, 
maybe <laughs> I love how we've like low-key turned into those horoscope people that were like, like we'll just be an ironic club to start with yeah like I mean I'm not really like it's not like I'm fully like a spiritual or like person or a believe in astrology but I do like the vibes of it and I like planning yeah, my life yeah. the things that I learned because it just gives me I like planning so it's like that makes me think okay I'll be so <laughs> this season or like I don't know even if I don't fully believe it it just it's vibes and it's like it's like the female version of like those um like mansplaining economics and stocks and um guys like the ones that mansplain economics to you that's like what strong everyone at work yeah exactly. <laughs> okay, okay. Mm. like so i do like um just how astrology has kind of become mainstream and it's just like even if it's not like objective truth or whatever even if like yeah it's nice to believe yeah i mean you could argue that it's a pseudoscience but i'm not saying that it's like a fact it's just fun to like think about it and, yeah yeah but yeah i don't need to explain myself further (laughs) (laughs) yeah people know what they're getting when they click on this podcast (laughs) yeah exactly if you made it this far then thanks (laughs) yeah Yeah, um, on that note as well (laughs) yeah exactly i mean on that note we do have a few more things that we'd like to talk about but we don't we would literally just yeah we don't want to make this too long so um we're gonna like save some of them for the next podcast like we're watching like elite like the newest season so hopefully that's good yeah i also need to start that as well so it would be good to like talk about that because the first seasons were really good and yeah spanish dramas are just really underrated on um, netflix as well yeah i love how now we're being introduced to more um foreign film and series films and series like with subtitles because they're just they're really good and they're sometimes even better than Western ones, of course. Like, they can... Not sometimes, a lot of the time. Because it's like Western society doesn't really give a chance to foreign things. Because we're used to, like, the convenience of English. But, I mean, it's really... you're we're, We'd be missing out if we didn't have that. So, and, yeah, like... And also, I'm, like, reading this book called, um... Like, Don't Think of an Elephant, Know Your Values, and Frame, that, frame the Debate by George Lakoff, who's, like, a cognitive scientist... Which, like, my CEO gave me this book. It was about, like, framing, like, to do with communications. So I'm excited to, like, finish that because I'm really into it at the moment. And it's very, like, philosophical, political, and psychological. So, yeah, I'm excited to discuss that next month. Yes, and we'll have that and so much more, like, different takes from us. Yes, I mean, we were thinking of, like, a something about this book, Do Men Love... Why Men Love Bitches. And we have some hot takes on that and are very... Yeah that's that too so you guys yes. stay tuned <laughs> yes thank you <laughs>